Welcome to Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations profession anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. We will hear trailblazing tales and lessons learned from seasoned professionals, change makers, and community champions. Join us as we go on a journey of delightful insights and enthusiastic ideas that will inspire you to find your inner brilliance personally and professionally. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dearly Glops. I'm your co-host, Tom Stevenson. Today, Tommy and I are venturing into the vast and sometimes mirage-filled desert of building and prioritizing legal ops from the ground up. Y'all, it's a journey where the shifting sands of innovation and efficiency beckon us to carve out this lush oasis amidst a barren stretch of manual tasks and sometimes uncertainty of the value of legal ops itself. But in our letter today, oh yeah, we're going to accompany our thirsty wanderer who's looking to navigate the dunes of the legal ops landscape, eager to plant that seed that will blossom into a vibrant garden of brilliance and innovation. And y'all, they're parched. It's a journey many of us have embarked upon. I mean, Tommy and I have talked about this many a times. A path filled with opportunities, challenges, and the promise of transforming the legal department into a hub of innovation. And on this special episode, oh yes, we're being led by Adam Becker, Director of Legal Ops at Cockroach Labs. Adam's journey from his associate days at Skadden to the burgeoning board up and startup at Cockroach Labs. It's a testament to the power of legal ops. He's going to give us some insights and take away all of those great gifts of the sands of innovation, promising for our wanderer an oasis of wisdom and all that are maybe stuck currently in the mud at Burning Man. As someone who has spent hours tirelessly working with Adam side-by-side and others preparing for the Clock Legal Ops 101 pre-workshop at CGI for the last two years, it's so great to have somebody who is not only leading their startup and legal ops innovation tech within their company, but who also currently serves on the Clock Board of Directors and has been actively involved with Clock for years. That perspective from his company to the boardroom and everything in between There's just something about the way Adam delivers content, educates, and inspires legal professionals that's truly special. As we unpack our letter with our thirsty wanderer, it struck me that communication emerges as a vital tool in our legal ops arsenal. You've heard it often, and you're going to continue to hear it as a resounding theme for legal ops professional at any level. The art of communicating the value of legal ops, it can be difficult. But it's about knowing your strengths and leveraging your experience to craft a blueprint that transforms a barren land into that thriving, lush oasis, especially if you're encountering a longtime general counsel listener, but first time interacting with legal ops caller. So as we grab our CLM camelback, let's draw inspiration from our conversation with Adam, embracing the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead with a spirit of adventure and inquisitiveness. Let's embark on this journey with open hearts and open minds, ready to unearth the treasures that lie hidden in the sands of legal ops with our thirsty wanderer. So y'all, sit back, 
pour yourself a glass, and let's dive into our letter with Adam, where we bridge the gap between the voices behind the letters and the vibrant community surrounding us. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our letter today comes from a thirsty wanderer lost in the Legal Ops oasis. Our slightly sunburned listener writes, Dear Legal Ops, as I trek through the shifting sands of in-house, I find myself parched, hungry, and a tad overwhelmed at the buffet of opportunities that Legal Ops seems to offer. I can't shake that feeling that I'm about to dive headfirst into the mirage of shiny new tools and processes while the skeptical eyes of the new general counsel follow my every move. How do I not only navigate these dunes without tripping over my own feet, but also pitch a convincing tent of innovation that shouts, real deal, not a mirage, to leadership? I need to prove that this is just not an illusion, but a thriving ecosystem of efficiency and innovation, ready to be unearthed and nourished to full bloom. Help me plant the seeds that will grow into a lush, sustainable garden of legal ops brilliance. Well, Thirsty Wanderer, very excited today for our guest, Adam Becker. But Tommy, welcome back to episode two. You made it back to the second one <laughs> after after Whitney. I'm so glad you showed up today. I, di- I didn't know, you know, after the last one. I made it back. I found my way back to the studio and if not only for Adam. Oh, oh, you picked up. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the studio as well. I'm even more flattered than I was a minute ago now. Uh, we <laughs> oh, came in for me. Came into work for you. <laughs> she flew right into the studio for you. So, Adam, we're thrilled to have you here today. If you wanted to go ahead and give a little bit of insight into why you're sitting in this seat today and some of the things that you have done to be able to help our thirsty wanderer and those listening to the episode about building an in house legal team from the ground up when you're not quite sure what the landscape looks like. Why am I here? I never know why I'm anywhere, but I'm going to guess that I'm here because <laughs> I love reading these sorts of things and talking about these sorts of things because Thirsty Wanderer it is certainly not alone. And I think we all kind of experience this at some point in our legal ops or any career, actually. And the most important thing about us connecting and why we do this is, one, to remind people you're, you're not alone. It might feel like this is some overwhelming, unique situation, It probably isn't. There are ideas you can get from other people. Your situation is real and it's overwhelming, but there is help out there. I kind of love the desert imagery. I actually love the desert. So this is something where I was like, "Mm, I'm into the desert part. Like I'm parched, but there's a buffet of opportunity. This actually goes to something that I've spoken about. And I think you've heard me, which is never let anybody tell you what your problem is. You need to identify that first. And The buffet of opportunities, particularly in terms of technology, like there's new stuff every day, which is awesome, but you might not need it. You might need something totally different. And our job here, and I know that Tommy has some thoughts on this, is to really figure out what's going on. And that's where listening really becomes important. A new general counsel, I've been through that. I I assume other people have been through that. I, I assume both of you have been through that. 
that can be tricky because you do feel like all eyes are on you. They're probably not all the time. So there is a little bit of breathing room in there. A new general counsel has a lot to worry about and legal ops is one of those things, but it's not the only thing. You can make it so that the GC has maybe a couple of things less to worry about, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so if you take a little bit off of their to-do list, you're really helping that GC to do less. And also, like, for example, my GC, I was her first hire. She inherited two attorneys. I was actually the first hire. That spoke volumes to me because I knew if she was prioritizing legal ops before we even met, we were aligned. I knew like, you you see the value in this function. Let's have a conversation, right? And the GCs that get it, they get it. And they're they're so valuable to us. Let's take that. And because it kind of flips the question, which is, if you are fortunate enough to have a GC watch you this closely, they care about what you're doing. So that's something actually pretty great. As scary as it can feel at first, you raise a really good point, Tommy. If they didn't care about you, that'd be a much harder situation. Different problem, right. What I find unique and really great about the three of us in the roles that we're in is that it's a startup environment, but with a different lens and perspective. You know, Tommy, you're at a healthcare fintech startup. Adam, you're diving deep into the tech at Cockroach. And here at Legal IO, we are also getting our legs off the ground and being able to really lean into the ALSP, especially when it comes to talent and resourcing, which provides, I think, each of us a different perspective of the needs of the company itself. And so much like the thirsty wanderer asking, how do you not just provide the value to the GC, but really let the legal department, specifically legal operations, get off the ground It's an interesting dynamic that we all have different perspectives. So Adam, I'd really like for you to give us a little glimpse into how you started taking the first step and what that looked like when you were trying to either show the value of legal ops or more importantly, show analytics and real results that garnered more buy-in for the legal ops team. I think what you're asking is actually going to lead to some of the answers for Thirsty Wanderer over here. And I think whether or not you're in a a newish sort of company or one that's established and looking at legal ops, I think you start the same way, which is you really have to listen to what's going on and keep a keen eye on what you're seeing and, and really get involved in things, at least for informational purposes. With the new general counsel here, this new GC may or may not have experience with legal ops. They probably do at this point, and they may be focused on something which you haven't really thought about yet. So having that conversation about what they're focused on, do they want to see data? Are they concerned about billing? Are they concerned about workflow management? Are they concerned about training? There's a, a whole, or are they concerned, as most GCs are, about our two favorite topics, risk and interaction with the business. How does legal get at the table? And my sense on this one is, This person has been at this job and somebody else came in, so they have a sense of some of that already. When you go somewhere new, you have no idea. You can't make assumptions. I've been in three different in-house environments. One was fighting to be at the table. One actually was the table. And one is at the table too much. They're all kind of (laughs) different tables. But if you yourself are not part of that table, talking to your GC and lead lawyers about what their concerns are to start with is the most important thing. Ultimately, legal is there to keep the business going. There's all this talk now about how legal is now a business driver. 
But you can't do that unless you know what you're actually facing. So take stock of what's happening. What sort of work are these people actually handling? When is legal brought in? Is legal brought in too early or too late? The tech is almost for later, but you kind of if you have any tech, get a hold of it, figure out what it's used for, figure out if you don't know how to use it, if it's something new, figure out how to become a master of it. I'm also here focusing on the process question here, because for me, when I go in somewhere new, it's much more important to figure out what's going on and look at the process that's happening there and start to work with it before putting anything else in. If you don't have a process in place, tech isn't going to help you yet. Tech is just going to be something you put over a bad process. That's a big topic. Let's put... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tom and I are going to put a note in for process for a whole episode because we can go in, right? We can go in on overlaying tech over terrible process. Like it's garbage in, it's garbage out, right? Yep. And I think we can go in on that really, really deep. And you've said, listen, quite a few times. I've been listening. And you said, listen, quite a few times. I wouldn't be a legal ops nerd if I wasn't able to scratch on my notepad here a good acronym for folks to take away using <laughs> listen. Look at her doing this in episode two, flying her wings. I'm loving this. Is this like a world acronym premiere? <laughs> for listen, it is. All of a sudden, you're going to see live, laugh, listen. <laughs> live, legal ops, listen <laughs> stickers coming at you. All right, so what did I put together? L, legal needs. So you want to, Thirsty Wanderer, you want to assess the current needs of the legal org and identify areas of improvement. I, innovate. Recommend innovative processes to streamline the operations of the legal org. S, survey. Survey the legal department at the outset and as you go. Solicit anonymous or non-anonymous feedback to understand what is and what's not working well. T, technology. You know we couldn't give a legal ops acronym without technology. So as Adam just said, identify the tools to RFP or upgrade or continue to maintain to maximize the way legal expertise gets out to the business. E, engage. Up, down, sideways, and all around. Engage within your team and across the company with key stakeholders to understand the gaps, the objectives, and gain insights on where you might focus first. And N, navigate. Guide your team and later perhaps the broader company through changes in legal operations. Use tools available to socialize like all hands or newsletters. Meet your company where they're at to ensure there's mechanisms to smoothly transition and champion adoption of new practices. Do we all have it? We have the LISTEN acronym. I love it because what you're really trying to convey here is when you're building out that legal ops function with a GC who may not know, or quite frankly, your business partners that may not have interacted with legal ops before, there's a lot that you could want to undertake or maybe initiatives that you understand, but the vernacular, the language, identifying and understanding and connecting may not be there because it's their first time really having a sneak peek into all of the great and amazing things that legal ops can accomplish. So if you've identified that, you have the buy-in from the GC, you're getting your first legal ops team or just your footprint off of the ground, how do you then turn to providing the real value here? Is it 
going straight to dashboards and analytics? Is it going into an RFP process to try and win over a technology solution? Like where do you take the first step after you have the buy-in from leadership about the value of legal operations? I don't think there's one answer to that. Oh, okay. Say more. I think it's, I'm looking at the LISTEN acronym here and there's so much in it now that Tommy has coined this new thing. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) When do you feel confident that you can recommend something that is probably the right way to go? And I think some of the best advice I've heard about being legal ops is kind of check your ego at the door, right? Even after you recommend something, whether it be a process or technology or an outsourcing or working with an LSP, you may get vetoed. And like, that's just it. Somebody might just say, I don't like that idea. You've done your best. Okay, what's your backup plan? What's your plan B for this one? So the timing is completely subjective. I wish there were an answer. When we go to these talks, we see the 30, 60 day roadmap. I think somewhere in that time frame is a good place to have a decent to go back to the question, germination of a seed idea, but you're not going to be final yet, especially if you're in a, in a newer company where things can change every month. So that makes it even more tricky. But I would say the timing is after you've kind of surveyed in the listen model and you've had those conversations, figuring out what's really getting in the way of people doing their best work and The hard part about that is you may see things that the legal team is already used to, even if they're new and they don't think it's in the way, but you know you can increase productivity or happiness is really the big thing. This is such a tricky topic, right? We love dashboards and legal ops. Everybody wants a dashboard. Every tech provider has a dashboard. We always ask about dashboards. I've had dashboards that every job I've had. And I'm like, look, they're interactive. You can click here and you can get all your real-time information. You know what response I've gotten more than half the time? This is awesome. Can you send me the PDF once a month over email? (laughs) Can I get that report in an email, please? Can you please print it double-side collated with a staple at top? That would be fantastic. Thanks. But if you are a dashboard person, as we all inherently are, I mean, you know, I use a dashboard sort of thing in my private life, right? I like to know what's happening in my world. You can get people there slowly. Data is what's underlying the question. How do you convince your leadership that this is real and not a mirage, that there's something there? If you can start to get data in some way, whether that be through technology, whether it be through unnecessary manual effort, because that can be overwhelming, but something that you can point to, you can start pointing to to real things. And presenting data to make a decision It's not a gut. You're moving away from this kind of, this is how I feel about it into, this is actually what's happening. And I have been in places where I have started that conversation and eventually worked up to the, well, here's a visualization of it. Here's our BI thing that's built into this technology. And at the right time, a leader has said, I'm really glad you showed this to me. I can use this now. And I'm like, oh my God, we love our dashboard all of a sudden, right? Because we're not calling it a dashboard. We're showing an actual representation of things that are happening in your department in some way. And all of a sudden it becomes much more interesting to people. So there isn't one way to do it, Tom, but there's a timing aspect. And you have lawyers joining if they came from law firms. If you have a GC who's never been a GC before, they're on a learning journey with you. So they might not know what they need or what they like or what's going to be helpful. 
That's why we have to be so flexible. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. You talked a lot about data where you ended with flexibility and we do have to be flexible because we are the matter experts in our domain. And that doesn't necessarily mean our expertise matches a moment. And so we do have to be flexible to go, I know what's right right now, but I don't think the audience is ready to hear it. And so I have to be flexible on whether I tell that story quite yet. Data is powerful, especially when it's a visual aid, especially when it tells a story. But it's only sort of as good as the input, right? If the input's not there and if it's not, or if it's only as good as those are, that are utilizing it on the output, if people don't care for the pretty pictures, if people don't care for the story that the data is telling, if they don't need it to support them, then it is, as we joked, the TPS report that comes in your email. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be a really powerful storytelling tool. And I love visual aids and I love telling stories that way because I think that really resonates with people. But really what it is, is it's telling you a story. That's a topic that I just cannot stop digging into storytelling. The way that you get a message. Jen McCarran taught me a lot about this. I bet she's taught a lot of people about utilizing storytelling as a powerful way to get your messaging across. And, and it's more than just like, here's the slide and here are bullets that I'm telling you, right? It's it's actually knowing how to sort of craft something so that it lands well with those. And sometimes you can craft it perfectly, but people are not sort of ready to hear the message. So timing, to your point, Adam, timing plays a huge part of storytelling. I don't know if you found in your experience the way that you're trying and the way that the thirsty wanderer wants to get people on board to see that they're the real deal. They're not the mirage. A lot of that can be achieved by telling the right story at the right time. Sometimes you use data for that. Sometimes you use people that come in, consultants that come in and help you tell that story. Sometimes you use it by showing like, here's all the things that aren't working. May I make a proposal? (laughs) I have so many 
things that have come out of the past five minutes that we only have whatever time Dear Legal Ops will <laughs> I did me. lay a lot into that. <laughs> so I'm actually going to take this out a little bit. So yeah, I, I practiced for a few years and then I stayed at law firms for 10 more not doing practicing. And one of the things that I had the joy of doing was looking at associate utilization with partners. And if there's anything less fun, I really can't think of what it is. But I hated, hated hours. I hated billing when I was a lawyer. You were both paralegals. Billing is terrible. And I was talking to one of the partners once, and I was trying to somehow be emotionally okay with looking at these numbers in a way that was potentially leading to bad things. And this partner turned to me and said, I know you don't like this. I don't like it either. But the numbers tell a story. And you and I are going to sit down and figure out how to tell the story that we want leadership hear about not only this person, but the department. And that was kind of the first time I kind of thought of data as a story. And inherently, it is a story. Now, that had nothing to do with legal ops, right? That was talent management, but it is a skill you can bring over. That was kind of my first experience with it. The one practical thing from what you just said that I want to say before I forget is you've done your listening. And if you're going to tell a story in front of other people, you should make sure that you use the words verbatim that you heard from some of those people. Because if you're going to present to that leadership team and you ignore what they told you or don't say it verbatim, they're going to go, this person didn't even listen to what I told them. If, if they use some weird word or whatever it may be, like we need to visualize the litigious nature of this department, say that, right. that we're going to visualize the litigious nature. Because then they hear, oh, he heard me. A little soft skill Empathy, right. Yeah, it's kind of like, I haven't done this in a while, but I think you're supposed to put like the buzzwords in a job description in your cover letter. So like the AI picks it up. (laughs) Isn't that like a thing? It's the same thing. Use what you learn. Don't summarize it necessarily. And that's one of the ways you get buy-in. It's incredible the power of our voice, our story, and conveying it. Because in the world of legal ops, this inquisitiveness, it's not just a trait, it's really a requisite. And it's its a key to unlocking doors of innovation and collaboration. So when you understand whether it's your personal brand within the legal ops ecosystem, or maybe as a manager of a team and recognizing the contributions of others and so many other ways that you can convey value and expertise, you really start to find ways to dive headfirst into this mirage and ultimately unlock the skeptical eyes, whether it's the GC, whether it's your partner or somebody and provide that real value. And I think what we are learning from both you, Adam and Tommy, as well as our listener, Thirsty Wanderer is, yes, it's sometimes hard to shift through the sands of in-house and being able to not only know where your voice and your power and your value is, but also crafting it in a way that you bring people along. It's planting that seed in a garden of opportunities. And I think when you can nurture and grow that, it can ultimately bloom into this vibrant space that's just brimming with solutions and new paths to explore here in the innovative world of legal operations. And I'm absolutely thrilled, Adam, that you were able to join us today. This is just flown by. And I kind of want to leave this with, if you were to reach back into your golden nugget and give that one piece of advice, that one 
thing that you want to leave Thirsty Wanderer and our listeners with to be able to say, hey, I've got this. I understand that in this world, legal ops may not be the be-all, end-all, and there's a lot of innovation to have happen. How can you communicate the value of legal ops to a place that focuses on the right emphasis for maximum ROI? Those were a lot of powerful words. I can't believe this is already flown by. <laughs> right. When you're having fun, it goes fast, Adam. This is what happens when you get in the DLO studio. You get sucked into all the wonderful things of legal ops. I'm going to compliment you because one of the things that I always say about doing anything, whether it's a workshop, a conference, now a podcast, Tom, is what am I learning from doing this? And I think what you just said about knowing the power of your voice is something that's so important. And this is a very long-winded answer, but we're in legal ops. We don't do legal. We don't really do ops. We do something in between, right? That's why it's this (laughs) weird combo. And so much of it is kind of creative storytelling, creative analysis, taking a holistic view into things. So to answer your question without as many big words, because I'm not as good as you are with that, I think we've already said it. Figure out what your team needs. You figure out what your problem is. Get buy-in on that problem. Use the words to get people to agree with you. No matter big or small team, do the rounds. Establish yourself as somebody who has an ethical caring about the situation. You have empathy to what the lawyers and and the paralegals and others are going through. Understand the business. Understand how it makes money. Understand where legal fits into that. Collect all this data and figure out your story from there and present your story to leadership. It's tricky. We're all overachievers. That's one of the things we all have in common. Not us. No way. Never. And this is something Tommy and I have briefly talked about. We sometimes get paralyzed because we're going to be tackling something we might not have tackled before. And especially some new GC comes in and we think we're expected to know everything. We can't know everything. We can have an attitude of I can learn anything and we all can, but it's not going to be immediate. Get the story, get it together, use what you know, point out what you don't know. Be honest about that. If your GC can't support your being not an expert on something like, I don't know, data privacy, Okay, you can go and learn what that issue is. That's growth. Nobody's an expert on everything. And that shouldn't stop you from presenting what you can do. Well, Adam, hopefully we will see you in Palm Springs soon. I think (laughs) we should definitely take a vacation there soon to maybe go find our thirsty wanderer. I'm assuming that's probably where they were writing in from today. But our listeners, the House of Dear Legal Ops, want to be able to get in contact with you, figure out where you're going to speak next. Go ahead and give a little plug. Tell the wonderful listeners a little bit how they can get in contact you and where they can find you next. Oh, I'm so easy to get in touch. LinkedIn, I respond, unless you send me something crazy, which does happen. But yeah, definitely LinkedIn <laughs> always. Um, that's my preferred method. You can email me at work because, you know, I'm still at a company that's not a startup. So we still my email address is B at cockroachlabs.com. And my only plug would be, I think that everybody in legal ops should raise their hand, get involved and speak somewhere and present on something that they're an expert on because 
I want to learn from you. I learn something every time I go somewhere. And it's such a good opportunity. And such We're all such a friendly audience. So whatever is coming up on your calendar, local, or if you can travel, you know, volunteer. Of course, for CGI clock in Vegas in May, I'm excited that there'll be more slots for legal ops people in-house to be presenting. That will be announced pretty soon. So throw your hat in. Come and give it a whirl. Friendly audience, lots of people with ideas. Adam, this has been such a pleasure. I love seeing you and I, we see each other always at New York events. I always love seeing you. I always love picking your brain. You've been one of the people who I've been able to pick up the phone call, say, hey, I have a problem. And that's something Thirsty Wanderers should take as well. Like that's the value of us being such a tight community is find your people, call them up, ask them when you're not a matter expert on something. Say, hey, how did you do this? You have been such a delight to be here in the studio with us. Can't wait to see you out there. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for even inviting me. I'm flattered that you would consider me interesting enough to have anything to add to your DLO podcast, which I just learned the the abbreviation. This is wonderful. We are fans up in here. Well... (laughs) As always, thank you so much and we will catch you soon. I want to thank Thirsty Wanderer for their letter and our guest, Adam Becker, for sharing a bit of brilliance and a bunch of his story. One thing is for sure, in the desert of legal operations, no one ever has to wander alone thanks to our community of cohorts. When you want to convince the GC, CLO, your teammates, or even yourself that legal ops is the real deal and not just a mirage, sometimes you use the old writing adage, show, don't tell. Show how you tackled real challenges and solve them. People love pictures, as Adam said earlier, not only of your burning man blues, but also back in the office. So as much as you can, When you're showing those receipts of time saved, dollars protected, or boring tasks that are no longer, bring along your art cart and tell a visually stunning story. Don't forget to bring your compass and build your roadmap and define your North Star. Pack your CLM camelback because you are definitely going to need tooling. And let's face it, it's probably a contract management system. And don't forget a communication tool for surveys feedback loops, and for socializing the steps of your adventure along the way. And be sure to listen to the sounds of sandy footsteps and chirps of crickets while in the desert. But also, don't forget our listen acronym from earlier. Remember, House of DLO, not all who wander are lost. Go meet people in other departments. Get to know whether you'll move the pebbles or the big rocks together. Highlight how you aren't simply taking the scenic route, but are exploring all the ways in which you can improve the short and long-term vision for the department. And finally, DLO doers and divas, when you find yourself in the middle of nowhere, you can find yourself in the middle of nowhere. Use the vast nothingness where only a clean whiteboard exists and build yourself a vision for bigger versatility and validations reign victorious. Let's go, DLO. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough Legal Ops topic you want us to tackle? Submit a letter and share your stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. 
Like what you hear? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson, adding a splash of color to the lively landscape that is legal operations. And I'm Tommy Tavares Pereira, your voice of reason amidst the whirlwind of change, keeping it real and relatable. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. Until next time. <laughs>